We used to doing a top 10 list today. And I love it because I love doing top 10 lists. They're so much fun. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we are rounding up another year here, and we're going to talk top 10 lists. Top 10 best of 2021, top 10 worst of 2021, and what we're looking forward to seeing in 2022. Cheers! Cheers! Alrighty here. Are we doing all of those lists? Yeah. Oh, I didn't make one for like most anticipated. Want to wing it? I mean, yeah, I can wing it. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Then wing, yeah, wing it. Okay. That works. Oh, hell, yeah, we always do best, worst, and what we're looking forward to seeing next. Yes, that's true. For some reason, I'm like, don't we usually split it up into a couple? I don't know. Nah. Before we get started here, I am drinking. <laughs> kind of goes with our movie theme here. It's called Nobody Puts Hazy in a Corner. It's a hazy IPA by Stormbreaker Brewing. I've definitely had that one, and that one is delicious. I think I've had it, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Got a little quench to it there. Good though. Ooh, Delicious. A little quench. A little quench. What is Daniel drinking on his end today? I yeah, like I said, I forgot to go grab some stuff. So I did get a frame. I just have the frame IPA, which okay. again, super good. Just had the frame pills in her last night at a bar. Good stuff. Good stuff. Also really good. Yeah. Anyway, no, no. sorry. I was looking at my list. That's okay. Do you want to take a quick moment and put them all in order? Oh, I already have like, yeah, give me, give me one second. You want to do, you want to start with worst or best? Uh, I think we usually start with worst, don't we? Yeah, let's start with the bad ones. Get the bad ones out of here. Yeah. Let's see. I always love the feel of the start of a new year. Especially like, you know, after these lists, we talk about best, worst, things we liked, things we didn't like, things that disappointed us, things we that were better than we expected. But I do love that anticipation of what's coming. What what could possibly just blow us away this next year? I, I don't know. I just I just love that for some reason. Well, yeah, because it's the the glory of the unknown. Yeah. And it's pretty it's I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Damn. Let's see. Just making sure, making sure. Didn't miss anything. And I have to make sure that I have 10. Okay, there's 10. <laughs> there we go. Totally reliable, completely professional. Nothing to worry about. Hey, I'm not worried. You were? I'm not worried. Okay. Not worried. Well, so how I go about making these lists here is usually I go back through my list. I track every movie I see all year, just write down like the date I saw it, what movie it is in the year it came out. And then I go back through and take all my 2021 movies, write them all down. And then, yeah, it seemed like it was this way this year. Is I think I had 39 total for 2021 movies I saw, which seemed like a lot at first. But then I'm out watching all these YouTubers do their top tens. Like, oh yeah, I saw 89 movies this year from 2021. I'm like, what? Really? It's like people telling me how many books they read. I'm like, I barely, I didn't even read any. How many? Did you, 120. Fuck. Yeah. 
it's like okay wow okay all right all right uh, but yeah so getting like yes so i've taken that say what let's 39 i think i'm like getting at least seven for best and seven for worst like there's just some like oh yeah this is definitely one of the good ones this is definitely one of the worst ones then you've got that in the middle and trying to figure out like all these okay movies what might crack your top because you know they'll be like filling that last three slots in the best of or the worst of there's like a good six for each one and it's like oh what is gonna make it down there yeah i know it's always just like yeah it's usually easier to pick like the top top three top top probably about the top five for each category and then the bottom is always a little harder you know and I mean, the top like five of my worst were pretty it's just like what did i think was hot trash this year what did i get done seeing like like wow that sucked yeah oh damn we try not to see terrible movies if we can help it yeah but some of them just completely but blindside you some of them still get you and there's still some like okay we're always i smear so much like, please be good please be good please be good <sighs> like damn really fuck so we're gonna yeah, start here I know. With, what's that oh nothing go ahead i'll say we're gonna start here with top 10 worst of 2021 how many crossover do you think uh, I, I have a feeling in all three lists we're gonna have quite a bit of crossover i'm gonna say five crossovers per list damn i was gonna say five too because i mean like yeah i, I did this I weird feeling total i have let me see i have one Thirty-five. i have 35 movies total 30, 35 that you saw i saw 35 movies yep i was about to watch don't look up last night but I didn't start it till almost 11. I watched like 10 minutes of it. I'm like, ah, there's no way I'm making it through this two and a half hour movie at this yeah. late. <sighs> it's unfortunate. I was hoping to see it before the list, but it didn't happen. That's okay. I didn't get to clean up any of the movies that I wanted to either. <laughs> the only one I squeezed in last minute was that uh, Beanie Mania movie, which is a HBO Max documentary about Beanie Babies. And boy, did that take me back to the 90s. All right. Oh my gosh. I was never never participated in that, but I sure watched from the sidelines. Yeah, I know. You always just kind of hear about people buying Beanie Babies because they're like, we're going to put our kids through college. It's like what happened when people like bought all those like comics back before the comp, like the speculation, like boom, just the bubble popped and everybody bought number one issues because they thought they'd be worth something. But since everybody bought them, they're not worth jack shit. (laughs) You know, but yeah. Well, yeah, I made... I don't like meticulously for my listing. Like I don't meticulously like track it throughout the year. I just wa- take, um, you know, towards the end of the year, like I did this over Christmas break. I wrote down every movie that I saw in order from like release date, starting in the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And then this year I wrote it all down. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and use like a little emoji thing. So I did like a frowny face for movies. I didn't like kind of like a meh face for movies that were meh. And a smiley face for movies that I definitely really liked. Yeah, I do something similar where I'll put a, a star next to ones I liked and a minus next to ones I didn't like. And then I'll go back through like the ones that I liked and put like more stars if the more I liked it, especially if it's something I saw multiple times in theaters. You know, that's really funny because I actually do that. I used to do that too. I would star it up and then minus it and then put extra stars to ones that I really liked. 
which is really funny. Um, you I'm know, one of them I just like, I got my flashcards to read off of going totally nice. analog. <laughs> yeah, I wrote my list down. I know it was all on my phone, but like when I work it out, I write it down. All right. Well, shall we get started here? Yes. Our top 10 worst of 2021. Who wants to go first? Mm, I'll go first. All righty. We you thinking, know, we're thinking and, five crossover. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my bottom four or five were just very meh movies. Like, not necessarily like hor- they weren't horrible because we don't see a lot of horrible. It's not till you get up to about the top four, three or four that I'm just like, these yeah. movies. These are just off. these are just the worst of what we saw. They're not necessarily yeah. terrible movies. They're just the worst of what we saw. Yeah. I mean, so first I, and I totally, this was one of the, again, it was like kind of one of those forgettable movies. Cause I'm like, I forgot we even saw this movie, but I wrote down that the one that we watched on HBO max is those who wish me dead. The Angelina Jolie movie about yes. being a forest fire ranger and yes. rescuing uh, a child from assassins, which sounds like a decent premise in execution. It was very bland and boring. Like it wasn't, it was one of those movies that I remember just thinking, oh, well, that was not too bad, you know, but it's not something I ever thought about after we watched it and reviewed it. I just thought of this. I think I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but the guys that directed Uncut Gems, that could have been a really good movie if, if I found the right directors like them. I think they could have really made us suspenseful and kept you at the edge of your seat. Yeah, I could see that. That was my number 10. All right, so my number 10, not necessarily a bad movie. It's actually pretty cute, good family film overall, but still was kind of lower out of the movies I saw this last year. My number 10 is Ron's Gone Wrong. So again, cute little animated movie about a boy. In, in this world, everybody's got their own, all the kids have their own robot. Basically, it's like having an iPhone, but it's a robot instead. It interacts with you. It's your little friend. Still works the way iPhones work, kind of, but... Yeah, it was good overall, but it's nothing I'm going to be revisiting very often. So yeah, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. It's just not something I'd be revisiting very often. So it's number 10 on my list here. Ron's gone wrong. Okay. All right. Number number nine for me was the, I wrote down Army of Darkness, but I think I meant to say Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder Netflix zombie movie. I remember like we had just watched I, we had just watched Justice League almost like maybe the week or two. Like it really felt like it was like the week before we watched Justice League on HBO. And we're just like, wow, that was awesome. You know? And then I'm just like, yeah, this was great. Way better than I thought. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm totally hyped for this. Like this all out gore fest of this zombie movie. And then I remember watching it and I'm like, I think I remember telling him like, I didn't even finish it. I didn't like it that much. And then you were texting me about like some of the kills. So I did end up finishing it and it got a little better, but I'm just like, I just could not give a shit about any of those characters, you know, which was a shame because I thought it was going to be awesome and it just fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my number nine it was the army, army of, of the dead. dead. Yeah. Well, you said you watched that on your iPad too, I think. Something like a smaller screen. Too. I finished it on my iPad. Okay. Had I watched that on a big screen. Uh, not not good. Uh, that's one I wish I would have seen in theaters. I watched it at home. Better than nothing. But it wasn't, yeah. At least I watched it on a phone or iPad. 
<laughs> All right. I didn't watch on phone. I watched it on my iPad and I finished it. I started it on the big screen. I gave it a chance and it just didn't do it. Yeah. All right. Number nine for me was a movie I was looking forward to seeing, even though I kind of had a feeling it was too little too late. And sure enough, it was too little too late, but I was still looking forward to seeing it. I love the main star in it. It uh, just, just didn't come together the way it should have. My number nine is Black Widow. First MCU film we'd had in, what, a good year or so? Yeah. Definitely the first one of 2021. And again, too little too late about a character that's already dead. And it's just, it, it could have been so much better. But it had to be, like, unfortunately in a box since the character's already dead. So you had to do something that didn't really affect the main plot because... I just wish this movie would have come out like after Civil War. Like directly after Civil War, this would have been perfect timing for yep. this movie. But it's not even the timing. It could have just been written a little better too. There's just things that could have been better about it altogether. Overall, it was a huge letdown for me. So yeah, that is my number nine, Black Widow. Okay, all right. Still gets, still cool seeing David Harbour in an MCU film, but even his character, I wanted more. Okay. Now, my number, was it number eight? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can count. Okay. My number eight was the Mortal Kombat movie, which I was not expecting this to be on. Like, I thought this was going to be like brutally, like gory fun in a different sense than Army of the Dead. You know, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. I remember we watched the original Mortal Kombat. Uh, leading up to this and it was just like a crazy kooky fun adventure and it was like a great time so i'm like oh man this is gonna be great it's gonna be just it's gonna be somewhat like that like you know the just effects a are bit. gonna be way better than mid-90s effects exactly and i remember starting it in the opening scene blew me away i'm like oh fuck yeah this is gonna be o- opening so scene was awesome awesome yeah so excited I'm like this is gonna be so cool and then it got so shitty so quickly and we didn't even get to do the Mortal Kombat tournament. We didn't even get there. Nope. And wow, that pissed me off. <laughs> so I'm like, I you were so you. fucking sure that this movie was going to get a sequel that you really made it so we don't even get the... Co- like, I thought that was so fucking stupid. Oh, God. You know, this that still pisses me off. I just remember coming upstairs, I was like, how is the movie? I'm like, they didn't even have a tournament. Just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, like it it had a couple good fight scenes. Like the beginning's awesome. Like towards the end, the fight scene and like the the, the ring was pretty good, but I'm like, it just wasn't as like bombastic as a Mortal Kombat movie should be. No, not at all. Well, that one might be coming up later in our conversation. Yeah. So that was your uh, number eight? That was my number eight. Number eight. Number eight for me was a movie I was uh, looking forward to seeing, mostly because I was looking forward to a certain character being on the big screen that we've never seen on the big screen before. We watched the, uh, I think it was like a week or two beforehand, finally got around to watching the uh, first one of these movies. And it was, yeah, it had its moments. Same with this one, it had its moments, but it still just didn't stick the landing. Had a fun ending overall, but just did not stick the landing. And part of the problem is, this should have been an R-rated film. PG-13, 
hell no. This should have been R-rated blood gore. I'm talking about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Could have been so much better than it was. But, yeah, had to tone it down to PG-13 levels, and that just didn't work for these characters whatsoever. And there's just a lot of weird things going on in that movie, too. The weird love story in it with Carnage and his lady. It's just, I don't know. So, yeah, that, that's my number eight. Venom, let there be carnage. Okay. Oops. That's a good one. Um, my number seven was the another HBO, which thank God for HBO. Again, like the last couple of years, it really has been coming in clutch. So it gets me to watch some movies that I probably would have never even bothered to go to the movie, yeah, movie theater for, which is good and bad, as we'll see. But uh, I put the denzel washington and oh my god what's the more what's morbius's name the joker jared leto there we go yeah the little things where this movie just did a whole lot of nothing for like probably almost two hours i remember so little about that movie now no pun intended that i just i didn't bother putting on my list i almost put it on my worst list but i just remember so little about it it was just one of those that, like, yeah, like, oh, like the whole movie was him trying to prove that this guy is a killer and he just can't. And what and, sucks too is, you know, I was excited to see Denzel Washington again. I feel like it's been a while since I saw him and just not the right movie to see him in. No, no. I just remember this movie just being like a whole lot of nothing. That to the point that I'm just like, man, that fucking, like, it just sucks. Like, it's just not memorable, but it wasn't like, bad it just wasn't it was nothing i guess i don't know so that was my number seven all right number seven for me two characters i used to love as a child i mean i used to love these two watch them all the time they're part of a cartoon together well they got their own cartoon slash live action movie this last year another one that was i think believe a straight to hbo max thank goodness because there's no way i wanted to see this in theaters or pay to see it in theaters this movie had its moments, but overall fell pretty short, fell flat. I'm talking about Tom and Jerry. I mean, it's kind of like, well, what do you expect, Tom and Jerry? I'm like, I know. It still could have been more fun than it was. I ha- It had its moments, but overall, it's just like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Why does this movie need to exist? It doesn't. I totally feel the same way. Yeah. Well, not exactly the same. Not exactly the same. Not exactly the same. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's my number number seven there for me, Tom and Jerry. All right. Well, okay. My number six, right before we crack into the top five, we, like it. I feel like it only got onto this list because it wasn't like a horrible movie just because I'm like I was honestly pretty hyped to watch this movie because I'm like this is gonna be fucking just a good old time and this been the Ghostbusters no no it's <laughs> Godzilla versus King Kong yes and I'm just uh. like it's one of those things that I'm like I get it how do you fuck up the how do you fuck this up I just like yeah Godzilla fighting King Kong and we all knew like any versus movies they eventually put aside their differences and fight the even bigger monster you know which is Mecha Godzilla which again like it seems so ridiculous which, like those yeah. sequences were good but leading up to it that those side plots side stories what 
boring i mean they haven't been good in any of them but like somehow they made them longer and worse you know i just remember being like why why is this child hanging out with this weird podcasting conspiracy guy why why are all these things happening why am i not watching godzilla fight king kong right now like i don't care yeah i don't care about all this past trauma i just care about the monsters and i just don't understand how they they could fumble something so like it's like pacific rim there's the worst part about it is the plot but they minimize that because they know you just want to see giant robots fighting giant monsters and that's what they deliver in the first one yeah well i mean there's some cool moments like the under earth below the earth whatever they called it stuff the center of the earth center earth stuff that stuff was cool the ending was all right but just the getting there two and a half hours are you kidding me yeah the only thing that saved it is i watched it with three or there was three of us watching it and we were all just like big fans of just like pacific rim and movies like that so we were all just kind of like ribbing it and having a good time while we were watching it my number six i don't even remember what this movie is about that's how non-memorable it was uh malignant again i don't remember what this movie is even about um about a brain tumor what's okay so i'm like well or a conjoined twin that lives inside the back of her head that's right oh my gosh that's right i don't even remember what your thoughts were on this movie originally but yeah i'm just like i don't even remember what this movie is um obviously it's not that memorable so i put on my list as number six malignant (laughs) yeah yeah I know. I I know I said the same thing about the little things, but I'm like, well, at least I remember the cast of that one and things like that. And it was a good cast. So I left that off the list and put Malignant on instead for yeah. movies I couldn't remember what the hell they were about. You know, and again, I didn't put that on here because I'm like, you know what? Bad horror is something that Shiloh and I both like. And we watched it again. Horror is always better with a friend. It's yes. what makes it better. It's either scared together or you can laugh at how ridiculous it is. It's usually one of the two horror modes agreed agreed yeah okay so now we're breaking the top five and part of this i doubt you even remember this movie i don't even think you watched this movie but i was pretty stoked one of the first things i watched or like one of the things i was super excited about was a brand new studio ghibli movie oh yeah you know and i was so hyped and they're like oh it's the first 3d animated studio ghibli movie i'm like okay this is a legendary studio known for 2d animation but like masters at work usually um and i just remember being so excited and then turning it on and then turning it off five minutes later because oh my god it it wasn't even like well the one of the worst things about the movie is the 3d animation sucked like from a, a huge like studio like that i mean i guess it's the first four year but i'm like dude this is the animation was not good it looked bad to the point that i actually turned it off and i did come back around to it. i think i watched started watching it again the day later but i watched it on my laptop so the animation faults weren't as like blown up because i just had to watch on my laptop so i could get through it and it still never really ended up like it had some intriguing stuff, but when it felt like it was about to get going, it ended. And it was just such a huge letdown. I was so excited, but it was just a huge letdown. That's too bad. Yeah. Hopefully their next movie will be better. 
but no, I did not see that one. Yeah. Well, that uh, one was also on HBO. All right. So that's only top of your top worst five. All right. All right. So worse coming than that. All right. Number five for me was a movie I was really looking forward to seeing. The cast was great. Great director. Great cast. It looked it looked good. The trailers made it look good. Uh, this is the first movie seeing Lady Gaga in since Star is Born. And yeah, so I was, I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. And then went and saw it. And it was two and a half hours. I don't want to say complete snooze fest, but pretty close to being a pretty big snooze fest. I'm it was talking a huge about snooze fest. Yeah. House it was almost three hours. It was Gucci. a long snooze fest. Two and a half hours. Yes. House of Gucci. What a letdown this movie was. I, again, I was so looking forward to seeing it. Again, and, and there was a lot of good things about it. Again, the, the cast was great and everybody in it did a great job, but the script was just so hollow and so boring they just to tell this great story and they just didn't pull it together so yeah i didn't walk out like you did but what a disappointment still so yeah number five for me house of gucci totally get that jordan we'll get to that one on my list but okay top my number four was venom let there be carnage you know i just over i really didn't like the first one you know it was just like it was fucking ridiculous and i just wasn't into it but i'm like okay carnage though like the what the craziest like symbiotes and like one of the craziest marvel characters so i'm like cool this should be fun but you're right again should have been rated r it's let there be carnage let's see some carnage but not an actual lot of carnage going on lots of cutaways before something really bad happens like it had some stuff there. I still do not like Woody Harrelson as like Cletus Cassidy as Carnage. It didn't really matter because, you know, obviously he's just in a symbiote. So it really doesn't matter. But I mean, there was some cool stuff. There was some ridiculous stuff. Like I still remember when he turned into a tornado in the prison. I'm like, how the fuck is he doing that? Like, how is he just a tornado? Like, I don't understand. You know, but I'm like, I don't know. I just don't like these movies i didn't like the first one i definitely didn't like this one it was a little bit better than the first one in my opinion just because carnage was in there but it just and then they fucking kill carnage one of the most quintessential venom like antagonists and you're just gone so can like, i have a third one rated r yeah i didn't think they were gonna have carnage just be gone so that also pissed me off which just made it worse i don't know it just wasn't good i don't like the humor in these movies it just these movies are not for me so venom is number four number four all right number four for me is one daniel lesson mentioned already it's about a tournament that never a tournament that never was talking about mortal combat again started out great great opening sequence and then it just went to crap after that i was just so disappointed because i was looking forward to this it looked like it's gonna be a fun movie some parts are still okay but man did it just fall flat so yeah mortal combat just yeah again again the only way i'd ever revisit this if they actually do a sequel to it that's the only way i'd ever revisit this movie to rewatch it as a kind of a recap but otherwise i will probably never see this movie again so number four for me, yeah mortal combat yeah same same my number three, and this is going to be really quick, but it was Tom and Jerry. Movie was dog shit or cat shit, mouse shit, 
whatever. <laughs> like, I can't believe we decided. I don't know why we this decided. Movie belongs probably in the nothing else box. was going on that week. So we're just like, fuck it. It's on HBO. Let's just watch it. How bad could it be? We know it's a kid's movie, but I'm like, wow. Yeah, you're right. This movie doesn't need to exist. Kids, I don't even think like Tom and Jerry. So you're trying to appeal to an older something, probably. Yeah, how many nostalgia kids audience, but new kids know who Tom and Jerry even are. I, I don't know. I don't think so. It's yeah, it's dog shit. Dog <laughs> shit. So what is that? Three crossovers? Yes. Sweet. And number three for me. A movie I was skeptical going in for. I really didn't know like all these years later, like what are they really gonna do story-wise? But then I was very intrigued by the trailer, but still a little skeptical, but still intrigued by the trailer. Talking about, we just reviewed this last week, The Matrix Resurrections. Boy, did this movie just let me down. I don't think I disliked it as much as you did, but man, did this just, what a letdown. I I was so excited. I'm like, at the very least, we're going to have John Wick in The Matrix, and it just didn't even get that. I I don't know. And just the way it ended, yeah, it was open for more sequels, but it sounds like it made no money, so it's not going to have any sequels. So it was just a big, colossal waste waste of time, waste of money by the studio yep. so yep trying to cash grab make a new trilogy it sounded like and what a colossal waste of time and money because said this just wasn't great had some moments again listen to our review last week on it but i just fell so flat so yeah that, that is number three for me the matrix resurrections fair enough my number two is our next crossover but my number two was the only movie I walked out of theaters this year was House of Gucci. And it's one of those things where it's just like, it gets number two because I was hyped to see this movie. Like, premise was good. The tra- trailer was amazing. The cast was loaded with all these A-listers. So I'm like, okay, the only thing holding me back Al from absolute just like being incredibly stoked is Ridley Scott has not made a really great movie in a real long time hit miss these days yeah hit and miss so but i'm like damn the trailer's good like stars of the cast like at the very least like i think the cast is going to carry the movie and they do but uh, you, you know we already covered it and we definitely already covered it i was so fucking bored you know this movie just takes for like the character development just for an almost three-hour movie, somehow they don't develop the characters very well at all. And even you confirm that, like, we left after an hour, like, these characters are just acting weird. They, we don't see why they're acting this way, pretty much. Like, well, it just we, they kind of flip covered, the switch. We covered this in our review, too. Um, throughout the first two-thirds of the film, the first two acts were falling around um, Lady Gaga's character. Well, then she gets put on the back burner for the third act. And she makes a huge decision the uh, decision to kill her husband off screen which doesn't make any sense so yeah i just uh, made me so mad because i was really looking forward to this movie and what what a disappointment it really was so yeah house of gucci was my number two because apparently an hour in we decided let's go get drinks and eat because that's way better use of our time and we saved ourselves two and a half hours or at least an hour and a half yeah all right number two for me is on here just because in some ways you would say well, it was kind of a well-made movie per se um the trailer looked all right decently cut trailer but man it, this movie is just so boring to me it was so boring it was a musical too 
the songs were just not memorable. Like I don't remember a single song from this movie. I just remember being bored and but sticking it out to the end. Just didn't get any better like it should have. I'm talking about in the heights. Damn. Just did not vibe with me. I just did not like this movie. Again, it's just the songs aren't memorable and it's just boring. <laughs> That's really all I gotta say about it. There's some good things about it surrounding it, but other than that, I just was just like, eh. This probably is better on Broadway. Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, I remember having a pretty good time with it. Didn't make my top 10 best, didn't make my top 10 worst. It was just like, I enjoyed it. I had a meh on it. Like, I, the songs were okay. I remember a few of them. I, I think it's on my list because it's just so forgettable. Like, yeah, it's not like a straight-up F or anything for me, but it was just super forgettable. Okay. And I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah number fine. two for me, In the Heights. Okay. Well, my number one, which, you know, we're revisiting how I told you how I scored it, where I wrote all of them down. Then I put like a smiley face, brownie face, or like a meh face. Well, there's only one movie that as I was listing it, I put a vomit face next to it. Because I'm like, no, vomit. I'm so curious if we are tied with number ones. but Oh, I I guarantee you we are. If I haven't mentioned it yet, you haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, I bet you yeah, the same one. Yeah, it's it's coming, Jordan. It is Space Jam: A New Legacy. It is yep, the only, that's I my number it, one I'm as like, well. Space Jam. Just like, I just call it Space Jam two. I don't even give a care about it enough to call it a new legacy because man, this movie was total dog shit. Yeah, I mean, again, it's breaking my cardinal rules. If it's over a decade, it's not going to be good. And I'm like, okay, but technically people argue that Space Jam 1 isn't good, which, whatever. I remember re-watching it, and I remember thinking, like, man, this movie's all hype. This is awesome. I had a great time re-watching the movie. You know, and then Space Jam 2 came out, and I'm like, okay, well, LeBron really can't act, but he's an athlete. He's not an actor, so whatever. But then they get into the metaverse, or whatever it's called, and I'm just like, why is this not fun? Why is this not interesting? And then we get all the way to the end of the like the movie. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick it out for the basketball game. Because that's at least probably going to be well, pretty just good. so much repeat of the last one, though, too. Yeah. At least and change the sport and do a different sport. Like get Wayne uh, Gretzky or something. It's something. Get the, the, what's his face from the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah. Change it up from basketball, though. Yeah, air bud this bitch. Something. I just, oh my gosh, this movie's just so dumb. I mean, I remember, t- like, I watched it with a friend. I remember just talking throughout the whole movie because I just, like, did not care. Yeah. I mean, we both watched it at home, not in theaters. No. No. I probably would have walked out of it had I actually watched oh, it. Oh, I, I think I would have, too. I'm almost guaranteed I would have just been like, this is just it- too dumb. I'm, at, I'm gone, you know? I know it just sucked because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, the game should at least be good, and the game wasn't good. The monsters, like the monsters or whatever they call them in this movie, like they didn't have very good character designs, very bland. And it just it you also was harder because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have they even say, like, yeah, you have access to every Warner Brothers property. Who are you gonna pick? At that point, it doesn't make sense to pick the Looney Tunes. No. Not at all. Now, when you got DC comic characters and things like that, yeah, Iron Giant, you got Superman, Batman, like 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. The only redeeming thing about this movie at all that I even liked that it actually got me to chuckle a little bit was Damian Lillard being in it and his Dame time and stuff like that. That was it. Otherwise, this movie was so bad, so boring, and just ugh. Yeah, LeBron. And then they still fake you out with like, hey, we got Michael Jordan. Like, oh shit, Michael Jordan's gonna cameo for a second. I mean, yeah, it's a little gag because it's Michael B. Jordan, but I'm like, damn, man. I was really hoping that they were actually gonna have Michael Jordan cameo. (laughs) I forgot about the cameo. That was that was funny too, but yeah. Still, what a trash movie. I yeah, I it just made me angry. It was just so bad that it just made me angry. I mean, spitting all over your childhood. It really is. It is but, not going to make anybody. It's no one's going to be like, yeah, yeah. I remember loving Space Jam too when I was a kid, and I still love it to this day. Like, it's not. It's not going to be like that. No, no. Yeah, this this movie pissed me off on so many levels. Fuck it, never want to see it again. Yep, that's why it was the only movie on my list that got the vomit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should I move on to some greener pastures and talk some? Top 10 best of 2021. Okay. Would you like to go next or should I go next? Uh, You can start this time. I'll start this time. All right. So number 10 for me was kind of a surprise. Some people didn't like this movie. I know Daniel didn't like this movie. However, I thought it was very entertaining. It's not a great movie per se, but it is very entertaining i yeah i was just i had a good time watching it a a lot of it's just the sheer violence in it but had a good time i'm talking about the army of the dead zach snyder's army of the dead i don't know for whatever reason i just had a good time watching this movie like i laughed i don't know it's the kills were just awesome the, the, yeah, the, the the kills were great. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. The... Yeah, like it's all just kills, Jordan. It's, it's all, all just kills. It's, it's all no about, it's all about the kills. There is no plot. But you know, I still like Dave Bautista. He's in it. I like I liked him, and I liked the, his supporting characters enough. But yeah, it. I had a good time watching this. I mean, it was just pure entertainment. All it was like, it should have. It wasn't supposed to be a great movie, but it was just yeah, pure entertainment. And I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> Okay, I, that's I haven't revisited it yet, but it's one that I will revisit. Okay, all right. Well, okay, my number 10, which this might be controversial, but I did include it. Obviously, it was in the top 10, but it is number 10. Where I, I put down Spider-Man No Way Home as my number 10. All right. You know, it's still a Marvel movie. Like, yeah, I do overall, like, enjoy the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. At least the first two, like, a little bit higher than like, especially some of the newer stuff from Marvel, but I do really like those movies and no way home was good. I did enjoy it. Part of me was like, I wasn't as hyped as I thought I'd be mostly because like the first act was, was okay. Kind of dips. It does do like a de- decent, we talked about this on our review. It does do a decent dip in quality with like just the Ned and MJ stuff towards like the end of the first act beginning of the second act but then we get all the spider-man together and like from then on out when you have villains and the spider-man like it's it's awesome 
you know, but it really is just like, it just felt like it needed to be a bit tighter and a bit like, especially with a movie that's so hyped for, you know, having the return of some of these iconic characters that I feel like it should have been a lot tighter. It should have been a lot more just like, it should have got going faster and just been more. Yeah. Nah, I can agree with that. My surprise, I wasn't higher on your list, but yeah, that's no, nah, you made some good points there. You know, so Spider-Man, I still really liked it. I still definitely, I think the Tom, with the Tom Holland ones, number two is still my favorite. Mm, probably say this one still. Yeah, all right. All right, well, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, number 10, Spider-Man, No Way Home. All right, number nine for me, kind of caught me off guard how good this movie was. Like, yeah, I knew it was going to be kind of fun or, you know, what else, but this actually caught me off guard how good it was and how much fun I had watching it. My number nine is Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds. I had a blast watching this movie. It was great. Um, like the overall just messaging in this movie was great. Like, oh, yeah, like follow your heart. No. What was the message? <laughs> so memorable. I forgot the message. You know, it's what was the message? I don't know, but I just remember watching it and thinking to myself, I'm just having a nice time right now. And that's what I needed when I watched that movie. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, I had a good time. The, the side characters were great. Taika Watiti had some great moments in it and the character he played. I just had a, I had a good time. And yeah, so it's definitely one. It's, it's on my list to go back and uh, revisit. But yeah, Free Guy is my number nine. Okay, all right. Uh, my number nine, which also is kind of shocking because, again, I thought it would be higher. I was pretty hyped for this movie. But when I looked at, like, the other things that I really enjoyed, like, honestly, I wasn't really thinking about it. But as I, like, listed out, like, all the movies, like, most of the movies that we saw, like, were actually pretty good. Like, especially, like, the cream of the crop was, like, it was very hard to nail down where I wanted to put them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... but- Number nine, Last Night in Soho. I I did really enjoy the movie. It just, I feel like it would be higher, but the ending kind of faltered, like stumbled a bit. So I'm just like, wait, what? And then they kind of course corrected it at the very, very end. But it still kind of left me. It was like, well, I don't, I don't know why it ended quite the way it did, I guess. But overall, I still really enjoyed the ride overall. I just think the ending should have been a little different. And I think it would have nailed it. Mm-hmm. But it really just kind of stumbled at the finish line, which was pretty disappointing. But Edgar Wright is always great for great cinematography and great soundtracks. And they still nailed it. Definitely. And the acting was amazing all the way around. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Last Night in Soho, number nine. I highly enjoyed that. All right, so number eight for me, a little animated film that was on Netflix this year. I don't know what to expect watching this, but I remember the trailers look pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I remember sitting down watching it and having a great time. Uh, just fun moments. This movie revolves around you know family, family getting together. I'm talking the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, yeah, I remember watching this with a friend at the time, and we had a good time. There's even a little couple of moments towards the end there, just a little bit, not much, but a little. And yeah, I just remember just, just just loving it. And again, another one on my list that I need to go back and revisit because yeah, the Mitchells versus the Machines was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's number eight for me. 
Okay, well, my number seven, and this is a movie I did watch with Shiloh, and we both really enjoyed it. We bawled at the beginning, and then we were inconsolable at the end of the movie. Uh, but I, I still really liked it. All the uh, beginning. Yeah, but Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, like, yes, yeah. some of the some of the dragon humor was okay, but overall, I really enjoyed like the the world that they put this in. I really enjoyed Raya as a char- I really enjoyed all the characters. And like, it was very, like a lot of the, I just like going to like the different, like it felt like they were going on a full-blown adventure because they go to different, like different regions in, or well, different areas in the region that all had a unique feel. They pick up a traveler and like, you know, somebody, essentially they pick up somebody who doesn't have a family, you know, during it. And they all add them to their growing family, you know, trying to get like pretty much their family members back. And honestly, I really liked this movie. Uh, like I said, cried at the beginning, cr- bawled at the end. And I just thought like it was it was an awesome movie and a little bit different than what we normally get from like Disney. So I put that as my my number eight. Cool. All right. So number seven. Now now in the top seven. Now we're onto the ones that were like a no-brainer to have on the top 10 list. My number seven, just watched this a month ago. We'd reviewed it. Daniel and I both love this movie. It just had a, I don't know, unique style to it. My number seven is The French Dispatch. I know Daniel just bought this recently on Blu-ray. What a fantastic film. I had such a good time watching this. Oh, there it is right there. There it is. Had such a good time watching this movie. And yeah, this is like, you know, you hear people say this is the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson's ever been. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, what a good time. Great little stories. And I I, don't know, I just the cast too was just phenomenal so good i can't wait to go back and rewatch this movie daniel i think you put the digital code on right oh i definitely did sweet so i did it on. like i opened it when i got home and put it on just to make sure that you guys could have it Woohoo! yes i cannot wait to go rewatch this film i'd even like to see it on the big screen again if there's a theater still playing it but yeah the french dispatch is my number seven okay uh, my number seven uh, it's actually one that we saw at the very beginning of the year. I think it came out in February. Um, and I was a little hesitant because the first one, this was part two, but the first one was so damn good. One of my favorite theater experiences, oh, like in recent that. memory. And it was actually one of the, it was the last movie we had bought tickets for. And then everything shut down for the pandemic and it got delayed. Cause we had a tickets to a double feature where they're going to play one and two. And I was Hell so yeah. hyped. And I was so excited. Cause I had only seen the first one at home. I was excited to see it on the big screen, but a quiet place part two. I just remember I'm like, yeah. okay, how are they going to make this better? Like, how are they going to top? And honestly, they did a great job with this. I still love like, you see the, uh, the, like the first day of essentially the apocalypse and that small little like snippet, prequel was perfect it was it was perfect it was wonderful and then to go back and it pretty much starts exactly where the first one left off after that i thought that was amazing you know kind of get a little prequel then boom right back into the story and i loved following the characters again i loved the addition of what's his name the guy from the dark knight cillian murphy yes loved his character there are a few times like especially when they're on the boat docks and he stabs that i just remember like fuck yeah like get them like that was awesome and oh man what i 
love the movie. I don't know why I haven't bought this part two on Blu-ray yet. Like, I don't think I have either. I don't know. But I need to get it because honestly, I really want to rewatch it. After making the list, I'm like, oh yeah, like I want to rewatch that, want to rewatch that, want to rewatch that. But that was especially since this one was all the way back list. in February. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll rewatch that first. I was looking at my top 10 earlier. I was like, man, I want to rewatch all of these. And then because the hard part is trying to get it in order. I'm like, I want to rewatch all 10 of these and then I'll get it in order based on like how it made me feel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, number six for me. Movie Daniel just mentioned A Quiet Place Part Two. And yeah, Daniel pretty much summed it up beautifully on just everything that made this sequel so good. The quick little mini prequel at the beginning and then just jumping right into where we left off with the first one. Again, I was like, well, I mean, this could just be a cash grab or they actually didn't tell a good story. No, they told a good story still. I had a great time watching this movie. And yeah, this is one I definitely want to revisit. And yeah, we should definitely have it in our uh, movie library. But yeah, I won't spend too much more time on this because Daniel pretty much covered all the good parts. But yeah, A Quiet Place Part 2 is my number six. Okay. Remember my number six. Um, awesome movie. Enjoyed it. Really fucking long, but worth it. Mm-hmm. My only problem is I did have to go to the bathroom during the movie and I tried so hard. But No Time to Die was number six because damn, I was a, it was one of the ones that I had like especially before it came out, they're like, oh, they're going to make James Bond a, a woman. And you see all this other like bullshit that like, you know, hit pieces. And I'm like, so I was like, okay, well, how are they going to do this? Like movies, no time to die. Like Bond's retired. Like what's going to happen? You know, you just saw so much negative press around it. So well, I'm like, do, okay, I'm a little worried. Like... I love the Daniel Craig movies. Like I think even the bad one, like Quantum of Solace, like it just was only bad because it followed Casino Royale, which is one of the high watermarks of the entire series, I think. Mm-hmm. And we rewatched all of them leading up to it. I'm like, this is all, they're all pretty good, you know? I think it's Royale still probably the best. Well, that, Skyfall, I mean, they're all really good. Um, but No Time to Die, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm like, damn, like, I remember like, yeah, they did switch James Bond's 007 moniker to somebody else, but I'm like, dude, they made it make sense. It was, I thought they did a great job with everything that they did. And damn, James Bond still was the main character and his fight scenes, especially of all the ones, I think the, like the gunfight in the forest was still one of my favorite scenes Mm -hmm. that in the very, the end, like act three was also just awesome. Like overall really liked the movie. And I think it was a great way to, you know, cap off the Daniel Craig bond. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I do need to rewatch it. It did come out. Ew, I saw it twice in theaters. Yeah. Which might mean it might be higher on my list. Who knows? It's probably higher on your list. Who knows? Number five for me was the movie that I was definitely highly anticipating, mostly because of the director behind it. Um, Same guy that gave us Blade Runner 2049 and Arrival was taken on Dune. And yeah, the trailers for that were just amazing. But yeah, when Daniel, I remember Daniel and I went and saw this in theaters together. Wow, was I blown away by this movie. It's a world I don't really know much about, but dang, was I just like on the edge of my seat throughout this film. And I cannot wait for a part two. But yeah, my number five is Dune. It's just the world building was just so good in this movie. Just everything from, yeah, again, the different worlds to the vehicles of just action sequences that happened were good. I just had such a good time watching this movie. I went and saw it like the next weekend. I think I saw it 
like with you and XD, and then I went and saw it in IMAX the next weekend and still just had a, a good time all over again. But yeah, num- my number five is Dune. And yeah, again, I cannot wait for a Dune part two. Nice, nice. And great actors too. Like the cast was solid. Oh yeah. Um, so my number five, uh, which I wasn't expecting this because I wasn't a huge fan of the series, but watching it, we saw it together and I had a great time was really surprised at how well executed the entire premise and the actors were great. And I, but uh, Ghostbusters afterlife, yeah. I had nothing but fun watching this movie. And even I'm again, not a huge Ghostbusters fan. Like I've seen them, but you know, they aren't part of like my, my hash love, my, my super nostalgic movies, but watching all the new characters and the, how the old characters come in and then, to be at the very end how it all comes together and makes it in a, a perfect like legacy movie that it just treated everything with such respect and such dignity again like that's i it was it was awesome i fucking loved this movie i had yeah, such a good time i, I think and if again, i was seen it up again it would have been higher on my list it barely got left off my top 10 i think if i'd seen it a second time it would be on there but yeah <laughs> Great to see it getting some love, though. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to... I don't know. I almost bought... the. Well, I wanted to buy, like, the $100, like, Ultimate Collector's Edition that they came out with this past week that had 1, 2, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Nice. All in one box set. Almost bought it, but I didn't think I needed to spend $100. That's a lot. Yeah, but it comes in like a little so Ghostbusters I, trap. I just, I just looks pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. So like yeah. I just got Ghostbusters 1 and 2 for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so all you need is the next one. But yeah, oh. uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, really loved that movie. Wasn't expecting to like love it. I was expecting to like it. Didn't expect to love it. Cool. All right, number four for me. Man, was I anticipating this movie. From the first time they put a trailer for this movie, I couldn't wait to see it. The cast was just great. And the director behind it too so i'm just gonna say what it is number four for me is the suicide squad this movie was so much fun i remember going with you and maybe it was shiloh shiloh came with us to go see this movie and my gosh was this movie so much fun to watch i had such a good time all their characters were great margot robbie john cena just all phenomenal I had such a blast, and this was so much better than that one that came out, like, what, 2016, 17, or whenever that came out? Yeah. But yeah, Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, who gave us both Guardians Galaxy 1 and 2. You know, he has a little uh, mini firing from Disney that, or let's say short-lived firing from Disney. Warner Brothers brought him on said, hey, you want to do a Suicide Squad film for us? He was like, Sure. And my gosh, did he deliver. I had a blast watching this movie. I saw this one at least twice in theaters. Such a good time. This is one I didn't get it for Christmas, so I think I'm just going to have to go buy it now. But yeah, definitely a must-own for me. It was this movie, Suicide Squad. Yes. It's, it's just so much fun. And it's R like it should be. Like This kind of movie needs to be R. Like This is what the Carnage movie was missing. It should have been R, and it might have been a better movie, but... Yeah, yeah, being R, they went all out with all the violence, and it was glorious. But yeah, that is my number four, The Suicide Squad. All right. Uh, my number four is Mitchell's versus the Machines. Um, really like this movie. Just remember watching it and having an amazing time. And I loved 
the animation style it was a little it was pretty stylized um and of course i mean it wasn't directed but it was still produced by lord and miller which mm. usually everything that they help with is just pretty Amazing. great i mean lego movie 2 was still pretty good wasn't as good as the first one it kind of lost their touch from not being direct like directors of it but definitely you know mitchell's versus the machines like really blew me away loved like the art style loved the family dynamics oh my god some of the set pieces like in the mall with the furbies and like the oh man the end fight oh and there were definitely a lot of tear jerky moments in here too like and it was just made by people who love movies like i remember the mom like like a like the camera is settling on the mom during the end fight scene is playing the kill bill theme you know <laughs> it's just it was amazing and like if you really like movies like it really is made by people who love movies and, and I, I love animation so that always puts things a little higher on my list but damn Mer- Mer- uh, oh my god <laughs> mitchell's versus the machines i definitely need to rewatch that soon because again like that's top of my list of things to rewatch. yes same same so is that all you good yeah okay cool all right number three for me is a movie i was not sure if we would ever see it would this movie make the light of day i don't know and then all of a sudden there were announcements like yes this is gonna happen and then it got released and i watched it, it took me two different sittings to watch it though because it was four hours long but my number three is Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I got to say, man, again, I had no idea I would end up liking this movie as much as I did. I mean, I had a blast watching this movie. It, I mean, the yeah, if you thought the, what, the 2016-17 Justice League, Joss Whedon League, whatever it was, garbage then, my gosh, is this? it is just utter shit compared to this one. Zack Snyder did such an amazing job, so many cool changes in it. I, I again four out it was four hours long i mean i usually it was like oh my god that's homework i watch a movie that long but again i watched in two different settings and i just had a great time thankfully they, they break it up into chapters which makes it easy to like pause mm-hmm. man did i have a good time watching this film i again no anticipation whatsoever like oh let's just let's just watch it just to watch it we'll see i had no idea it was going to be as good as it was and i had a great time but yeah that is my number three Zack snyder's justice league very nice um my number three is something jordan has already mentioned um but you you just mentioned it but it's the suicide squad again i was dc again has a a shaky trackers hit or miss but you know i was still like the trailer looked good and yeah i definitely didn't like the first suicide squad movie but seeing as like i remember the first one coming out like around the same time as guardians of the galaxy then a few years at least and i just remember watching it and like the trailer i'm like they're trying to be guardians but it all falls flat you know and but then like you said the unfortunate yet now fortunate firing of james gunn dc swooped in and be like what do you want to do he's like suicide squad like you tried to do me let me do it you know and he fucking knocked it out of the park i had so much stupid fun watching this movie like this movie is just a movie for movie's sake in the best way possible like the characters are hilarious love john cena's peacemaker in this movie loved rat catcher i mean like all these characters they make you give a shit 
I didn't yes. give a shit about the first Suicide Squad. You know, it just I actually care about these characters. Yeah, like these characters are just I'm so just, much I'm better. So bum this movie didn't make money because this should have been a huge box office success. I feel like I am so bummed it didn't make money. I I am too because I also talk to people I'm like, dude, I love this movie. It's so much better. And a lot of people that I told that got back to me. It's like, eh, I didn't really like it. I'm like, how did you not like it? It's so. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But I love the movie, and I'm gonna stick by that. It's just fun as hell, and violent and gory. Perfect. I mean, it had a great start. The part that where I was just sucked in is when, uh, you know, the guy's trying to leave the scene, so they blow his brains out, and his brains in the water form into Warner Brothers presents. Mm-hmm. On the, I was just like, oh my god, I'm in. Yes, yes. I love from that like false start of just like, oh yeah, these are all the new characters. Like, oh man, there's so many, and then they all just get murdered, massacred at the very beginning. I'm like, awesome. I love that. It was great. It was so much fun. Yeah, I had a, I had a blast. Such a blast watching this. Very nice. Yeah, that was that was my thoughts on Suicide Number three. Suicide Squad. All right, cool. My number two, Daniel mentioned before, a movie that has huge anticipation coming out this year. Everybody was looking forward to seeing it. It was number one at the box office. It broke all kinds of records. And I went and saw it. Had a blast. Again, we talked about second half definitely better in the first half but man where there's some emotional moments for me didn't cry i don't know why didn't cry but maybe if i see it a second time i'll cry however spider-man no way home and in my opinion this is the best of tom holland's spider-mans i like this one so much better than his other two don't get me wrong the other two are have if anything the villains are the main ones in the other two like michael keaton's vulture and uh jake gyllenhaal's mysterio were fantastic but the stuff around those just weren't as good as they could have been still fine but could have been better spider-man no way home oh my gosh just yeah it was probably you know obviously it's a huge nostalgia trip with all the classic villains and stuff but man did they make it work and those great moments where we got to see toby mcguire and andrew garfield spider-man and all three of them work together oh my gosh amazing so amazing, especially since we talked about, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home a few, couple of weeks ago. I grew up on Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. It was probably, yeah, my number one anticipated film of all time was the 2002 Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. No other movie was there such an obsession to go see beforehand, like checking a website every single week to see if there's any new updates, photos that dropped, anything. So, yeah, Spider-Man. No way home, just hit the marks. And yeah, it's definitely one I need to go rewatch again. That is my number two. Very nice. And um, I like out of compared to other MCU films, this one actually has some stakes and not has a good ending per se and not a good ending. You know, I again, but it's not like a fluffy, like, hey, we're going through a flower, a field of flowers ending. It's like, I mean, there's dark stuff that happens. And I like yeah. that. And it had an everlasting felt, effect on at least the Spider-Man character. Felt real. Yeah, definitely. It felt like it wasn't just everything was going to go back to normal at the end of the movie. Exactly. And that, I can't stand that. Yeah. It's fine for TV show sitcoms, but not for a movie universe. Yeah. All right. My number two, which is actually probably one of the, probably the biggest surprise 
of seeing movies in theaters, how much I really love this movie because I have a mixed bag of love, or well, not really love. I just hadn't really cared for anything else that I had seen by the director. But I just remember, I just, I don't remember. I'm trying to think what this could be. I mean, you've you've already listed No Time to Die, Spider Man, uh, Suicide Squad, Michelle's. What could this be? And you saw this in theaters? Saw it in theaters, just on a random, like, I don't remember exactly when it came off. I just had like an extra long weekend that weekend. So I remember like seeing it on like a Thursday morning because I'm like, cool just going to go see this probably going to be in a theater by myself and i'm just going to take in this movie um God, the movie is the french dispatch oh, okay i put this as my number two because one it blew me like wes anderson like i love the fantastic mr fox but watching the royal tenenbaums i enjoyed it but i didn't like it was okay for me and then i, I think you need to watch movie. it again and then rushmore i i thought that movie was weird i didn't really enjoy that movie at all or not at all. I don't know. I just remember not being super high on that movie. Like, it was okay. But again, like, like okay. Well, I haven't seen all of his stuff, but I know like Wes Anderson is just Wes Anderson. You you pretty much either love him or hate him. But I'm like, well, I'm interested in seeing something different. And the trailer looked interesting. I like the style. So I just thought, okay, we're going to check this out. And I was in almost a theater. There was one other guy in my theater. Almost got it. But watching this movie, I loved this movie. I loved how it was organized. I loved that each, like there's different sections telling different stories. All the acting was amazing, but it just, you can tell, like it was just so clever. And like, yeah, you're following the articles of a newspaper, you know, starting out with like Owen Wilson riding through Paris, talking about sightseeing and all this other crap, but just how funny it was like yeah it's just like a tiny little thing so that section's super super short but when you see like when you're starting like the next uh like story um as essentially as you're reading through a newspaper you can tell which ones are going to be longer or shorter by the page count that they mm-hmm. show that they take up and I, it's so i just loved how this movie was organized and set up i remember getting out of it and i was just like dude jordan you have to see this um, I literally just bought it the other day because it did come out a few days ago because I'm super excited to see it again. Um, I, just I, really, yeah, I was not expecting again. I was not expecting to love this movie, but damn, did I love this movie. So yeah, French Dispatch was my number two. French Dispatch. Awesome. Awesome. Good, good, good movie. Yeah. I don't know. Again, if I, it might be in a higher up on my list had I seen it again before making this list, but Love that movie, though. I thought it was great. Wow, getting to the number one. Number one movie of the year. Man, what could this be, Daniel? What could it Spider-Man. be? What could it be? Jordan loves Spider-Man, but his number one wasn't Spider-Man. What could it be? Yeah, Spider-Man, Suicide Squad, Justice League. What could it be? So my number one movie of the year is No Time to Die. Okay, I'm like, he did say no. I was like, okay, it's no time to die. I'm like, wait, did he already say it? No, 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 not. No time to die is my number one movie of the year. Saw it twice in theaters, loved every minute of it. Again, was very scared going in, like Daniel said, because I think studios do this to stir up things. They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make Jan Bond a woman, and uh, 
you know, I, I, and uh, I know they know that that wouldn't work because it's just not who James Bond is. But, you know, they still put these bad rumors out there, I think, to stir up conversation to get people talking. It's kind of a weird way of advertising, which I don't really like, to be honest. But yeah, but also like YouTubers just stir the pot even more. They do. They do. But uh, you'd also you could also say this was my biggest surprise of the year of how good it was, because I was on the, like expecting it to be potential dog shit, potentially. But it was not whatsoever. I thought this movie was great. What I love about these Daniel Craig films is from Casino Royale all the way through this one, all five of his films, James Bond has a great story arc. And yeah, it's I, that's what I love about it so much. Like he's had his, uh, I think it's been out for a couple of years now, his uh, box set, the Daniel Craig box set for Bond. I didn't buy it because I knew there was another one coming out and I'm glad I didn't because now the story is complete. Now his yeah. Bond story has a beginning, middle and end. And that will be the box set that I get down the road whenever they release that. But yeah, I love this movie so much. It had so many great moments. Like Daniel saying that great sequence in the forest was amazing. The last act, just all of the last act was so good. God, did I have a good time with this. Billy Eilish's song is still growing on me. I, st- I really like that song. I remember listening to it a bunch when it first came out. It's good and it's growing on me. Um, a, a, a big surprise this year was I went back and re-listened to uh, went back and listened to Sam Smith's song for um, for Spectre, the writings on the wall, and I was actually honestly surprised how much I liked that movie or him. Excuse me, how much I liked that song the second time around, and I've been listening to it quite a bit. Uh, but anyway, great movie, great ending. Craig's Bond saga, as far as like a saga goes, is one of the best I've ever seen. I mean, it's up there with Toy Stories one through three in my book. Okay, it doesn't quite touch the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, but you know, it, again, it's up there with the Toy Story trilogy per se. I mean, it's know how to train your dragon. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Just kidding. I just love so, it's movies. up there with the Back to the Future trilogy for sure. <laughs> no, nice. But no, the story, the story arc in this is fantastic, and I just, I just love so, so, so many good parts of this. I love. Madeline, her character so much in the Spectre in this movie, and her character comes like you know full circle, full circle in this movie too. Like she was great in Spectre, but even better in this one in my book. And there's just sweet action. So yeah, that is my number one of the year. No time to die. Very nice. Okay. Well. All right. So my number one all year. Uh, I'm just going to say it, then I'm going to talk about it. But my number one was Dune. I was really excited for this trailer. You know, this is like, you know, a story I've heard a lot of people talk about Dune. It's kind of like, if you love sci-fi, like it's one of those quintessential like sci-fi books that you read, you know, and I know the David Lynch movie has like a cult following, you know, but just like going through this, I'm like, okay. And I've always like heard about Dune and but really I know is like the sandworm. That's really the only thing I actually knew was in Dune. I didn't even know really what it was about. It's just something that I always heard of, but never had experienced any form of it. So I was kind of like, I was kind of excited because I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go in this. I'm just going to hopefully get lost in this three and a half hour long movie or however long it was. I don't remember how long. It's like three hours over three hours i don't remember it was a long movie but i'm like i'm just excited to get lost in this world hopefully it's good but 
you know, kind of went in blind saw it with you and Gavin, you know, and I just sat there and I was surprised at how much I really, really enjoyed this movie. I mean, obviously it's number one, but I love the cinematography. I loved, like we saw it in XD. So like the sound system was basically with like the hum of the desert essentially. And so good. And the score. I, it made me so excited. Like it, it ends kind of abruptly because it's Hans, part two. Hans and it's, score. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and it just, it got me so invested that I went out and bought Dune because I'm like, there's no way I'm waiting to 2023. Like I'm going to sit down and read this book. And it's, I've read a little bit of it. It's dense. It is hard to read, but it's one of the books that I am definitely going to read this year. Cause that's part of my new resolution was also to read more books. So that's all my list of things to read, but damn, I'm so excited. It comes out on Blu-ray in like next week. So I'm definitely going to go pick it up too. Oh, does it sweet? No. Heck yeah. Great movie. So what do we have for crossover for top? So did you have free guy on your list? I did not. He was going to be an honorable mention. And we had Mitchell's, French Dispatch, Quiet Place, Dune, Suicide Squad, uh, no Spider-Man, time. and No Time to Die. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Ooh. Nice. Well, now we move on to, well, before we move on to uh, Anticipated, what was the biggest surprise of the year and biggest letdown of the year? Uh, my biggest surprise is definitely The French Dispatch. Like, didn't expect to love that movie, but fucking loved that movie. Um, I think for me, it's got to be Justice League. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, is it really going to be that much better than the Josh Whedon one? Because he did shoot some stuff beforehand before Josh Whedon took over. Could it really be that much better? But they, Warner Brothers gave him a solid budget and just said, have at it. Basically, you have final cut. And wow. <laughs> so I think that was the biggest surprise for me. Biggest letdown for me was definitely House of Gucci. That movie looked great. Had everything going forward with cast and director and just fell flat. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think House of Gucci and or the uh, Earwig, the Studio Ghibli uh, Earwig and the Witch movie, because I was really hyped for that because I really like that studio. And mm-hmm. I think those were pretty much the two biggest letdowns. Okay. Like, I wasn't expecting to leave House of Gucci. I was not. Because then they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually it, pretty but excited. Damn, was I hoping it'd get better and it didn't. Again, yeah. so good. Like Gaga was still great in it. I loved her in it. And even Al Pacino was good and all, all of them. Jared Leto's character. Yeah, it's disappointing. Well, it's let's really... move on here, Daniel. It's a brand new year. We have new movies coming out this year. Let's go through top 10 most anticipated for 2022. Who would like to go first? Um, did you put yours in a particular order? My order, I tried to put it best from like most anticipated to least well, number one being the most anticipated and then backwards. Okay, I mean... I tried to put in some kind of order like that. It, it was really hard to do as far as what I'm anticipating the most. But I, I got I got to go in though. Okay, all right, all right. Let's see. What am I going to do? I already, am- I, already, I already guarantee we're tying with our number one. <laughs> yeah, this is another one. So we had seven... Seven crossovers with the best of. 
How many are we going to have this time? I'm still thinking five. Okay. At the very least four crossovers. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me see. I'm numbering some stuff real quick. All right. Do it. Do it. Number. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I got a decent, decent. Okay. Yeah. Part of me was just like, I didn't, I forgot we were doing this list. I wrote them down, but I didn't like number them or anything. But yes. So we're doing top 10 most anticipated. Top 10 most anticipated for 2022. Okay. Well, for 2022, my number 10 is going to be the Flash movie. I wanted to put it higher, but just because, again, DC has very hit or miss. You know, they put out a couple good things this past year, but again, you got to put out more consistently. But also, I'm like, I don't really care about the, the Ezra Miller flash that much, but it's mostly like, I'm just watching this movie to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Hell yeah. Like, that is the only reason I'm watching this movie. <laughs> you know, and so that's why it's number 10. I'm like, I'm technically watching it for not even the, the main character, but I am excited to see what's going to happen in this movie for Michael Keaton alone. Heck yeah. No, same here. I cannot wait. All right, number 10 for me. Kind of like the Matrix was last year on my top 10 anticipated list, Matrix 4. I'm like, what could they possibly do this many years later? I'm just so curious. So it's more of a curiosity thing than me. I don't even know if this movie is actually going to come out this year, but I put it on the list anyway because it is slated so far for this year. It's at the end of the year and they could push it back. Who knows? This movie has been slated for a while now. But I'm still, I'm still just, it's curiosity more than anything. It's where could this possibly go? My number 10 is Avatar 2. Oh my God. I keep forgetting that that's, it just feels like it was never going to come out. It's almost been 10 years. It has been 10 years. It's it been 11 been years, 12 years. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah it's 2009 is when the other one came out. 2009. Woo. However, I'm still, I mean, you're still, it's still James Cameron before Endgame ever came out. James Cameron wrote and directed the two biggest films of all time, back to back, Titanic and Avatar. Say what you want about them. They are still the two biggest films of all time. And for Endgame to even come close to beating Avatar's numbers, it had to have how many films, 20 plus films of anticipation to build up to it, of build up rather than just someone that wrote and directed a movie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying Avatar is a great movie. I'm still so curious to see. I mean, James Cameron is still a great director. He's put out some of the best sequels I've ever seen. Aliens 2, Terminator 2. So, yeah, some of the most the best sequels that have ever hit the screen were James Cameron movies. So, I'm very curious. That's why Avatar 2 is my number 10. Who knows that it will come out? That's why it's number 10 is who knows that it's even coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, this was hard. And it's like more of this is like a movie. Like there's not a lot of movies that I like see trailers for. I'm like, oh man, like that came out of left field. Like usually we see franchise film after franchise film. Um, oh my God. What? Well, I lost it. Nicholas. Like, I don't think I, okay, there it is. Thank you. Apparently I didn't write it. I'm like, I knew that wasn't right. Okay, anyway. My number nine is just like something that I had heard about and I wasn't sure 
like it sounded dumb like it just sounded like wow this that sounds fucking stupid but the trailer came out and it's coming out in april but damn if i'm not like at least morbidly curious about the unbearable weight of massive talent with nicholas yes (laughs) that movie like the the trailer sold me i'm like I don't care. Like this movie, it looks like it knows what it is and it leans into it hard mm-hmm. and it looked ridiculous. It looked fun. And I just seems like something that is going to be right up my alley. I don't know. I just really want to watch this movie and it comes out in April. So not too far away. But yes, that was my number nine. Cool. My number nine was actually number one, two years in a row for my anticipated list. The only reason it's number nine is because, yeah, it's, it's now set a record for being on my list the most years in a row. The only reason it's number nine is because, is it ever going to happen? Otherwise, this would probably be up there at number one or two for this year. But since it was number one two years in a row, I've moved it back a little bit. My number nine is Top Gun Maverick. Cannot wait for this film still. The trailers just blew me away. I I mean, I still remember the first time seeing the trailer. The tra- I, think, I think I was out running errands or something, and you sent a trailer for when the first trailer dropped, you sent it. Like, oh, hey, look, look, they put a trailer out for it. I remember pulling over in the parking lot and watching it like three times in a row. Yeah, they dropped it during Comic-Con, which I was not expecting Tom Cruise to be at Comic-Con, but he was, yeah. and they dropped the trailer. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Check it out. But yeah, I this movie looks like it's going to be fantastic. I love the original Top Gun. It's a great movie in my book. Yeah, it's not perfect, but who gives a fuck? It's still a great movie. And yeah, I cannot wait for Top Gun Maverick to come out. If it would just happen already, it's been delayed for two years now. But yeah, my number one, or excuse me, my number nine, which was two number one two years in a row, is Top Gun Maverick. Very nice. All right. Well, my number eight is Thor Love and Thunder. Again, directed by Taika Waititi. Love Thor Ragnarok. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Thor Love and Thunder. We're going to have the return of Jane Foster. um, Obviously, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. But we're also going to have Beta Ray Bill, which is a crazy character from the Marvel comics, played by, I think it's supposed to be Christian Bale. You know, just everything yes. about this movie, I'm like, okay, this sounds like it's going to be a great time. Like, it just sounds like it's going to lean even heavier into, like, some of the more ridiculous, like, cosmic lore of Thor, which I'm super which, excited for. I hope so. I hope it's good. I'm excited for more cosmic stories in the MCU, like, where you can do a little bit more zany, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell, if we see, like, Frog Thor, I'll be happy. <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah, that's my number eight is Thor Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. All right, number eight for me was also on my list last year and uh, got pushed back. Number eight for me is the seventh in this franchise. Been one of my favorite franchises that's come out in the last 20 years. Mission Impossible 7. Cannot wait for this movie. The last one, Mission Impossible Fallout, was one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years. I love that movie. Each These movies just, from like, the, they just seem to get better and better from like, basically the second one on they've gotten better they really and better do and better. they and really do i mean the first one's not too bad second one sucks and then third one's great and then guilty pleasure guilty pleasure sure guilty pleasure whatever number two is a guilty pleasure guilty pleasure 
It's still sure, a sweet sure. Hans Zimmer score, too. But yes, Mission Impossible 7. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, Tom Cruise was having a different director for each film all the way through the fifth one. And then for number six, he brought in the same guy that did Rogue Nation, brought him in for Fallout. And now they're doing back-to-back sequels filming together seven and eight. So, it's kind of interesting that he uh, broke his formula. But at the same time, I guess they just sat in a room and, and maybe, maybe this director, I, I'm drawing a huge line to his name right now, but maybe they just sat in a room and this guy just had the pitch of pitches and it was like, yeah, we got, and maybe yeah, him and Tom Cruise were like, they just got on the same wavelength of vision. But it's, well, yeah, also it's keeping them around. The, I remember hearing that, I think for Mission Impossible 6, they said they had like maybe 10, 20 pages of script when they started shooting. Wow. Like, they just had the set pieces in mind and the execution was incredible. Then it was like, damn, like if that's it yes, and they it made was. that movie out of that, like that's incredible. That is incredible because God, did I love Fallout. I love that movie so much. Hell yeah. I know. I, t- I almost put that on my list, but I'm like, damn, it was so hard because I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I really love the sixth one, but like there's not even a trailer out, but there's not a trailer out for Thor Love and Thunder either. So, no. And that's part of it too. A lot of these don't have trailers yet. And but part of why it's so it'd be further up on the list too. But the reason it's further back is again because I had it on the list last year, so it is going to be a little bit further back this year just for, since it's a repeat. Yeah. yeah, number seven though, Mission Impossible seven. Uh, or my me, number, number seven. eight, sorry, Mission Impossible seven. You know, yeah, my number seven is something I didn't expect, but I remember they announced this, and I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Um, I think they like announces like the Disney convention, like D23, I think is what it's called. But I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. You know, we'll see. And cause it's one of the things that Pixar is like, we're going to s- focus on more original stuff in the coming years instead of sequels. So I'm like, cool, great. That's awesome. That's what I want from Pixar. Um, but I wasn't expecting one of the things that they announced was a movie about Buzz Lightyear, the real life person that inspired the toy. I'm like, oh, it's kind of an interesting concept, you know? And then the trailer came out and fuck, that that animation just blew me away at how crisp it was. It was more realistic uh, than what we'd seen from Pixar up to now, I'm pretty sure. Especially like the, uh, the environments. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge animationer. I love animation. Even if the movie's not as good, if it's animated, it still bumps it up a point, you know? But... I was just blown away by how good that trailer looked. I saw it in theaters a few times now. And I'm just really excited just to watch this movie. I'm curious what it's going to be about. Like, we still don't really know a lot of plot detail, but I'm just kind of curious how they're going to make a whole movie out of this. But damn, does it look gorgeous already? So that's why it's my number seven. Heck yeah. Light year. All right. Number seven for me. Another tra- a trailer that uh, like Daniel was saying about the Nick Cage one kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I did not see that trailer coming, and also I'm like, oh, you know, that kind of looks fun. You know, we've been kind of wondering, like, what ever happened to Chain Tatum? He kind of just disappeared. Well, he's back this year, and it's, he's back in a movie with Sandra Bullock called The Lost City. And this movie looks pretty ridiculous, but pretty fun at the same time. It's it's either going to be hilarious nonstop, start to finish, or just be terrible it's going to be one or the other it can't be anything else but my number seven for anticipation as far as like a good fun action comedy this year the lost city nice okay all right well my 
where's my number six? Here's my number six. Uh, my number six, which we did get a trailer actually pretty recently too, but Sonic 2. I had a great time in the theaters watching it uh, last, I guess, yeah, it was last year. Like, I wasn't expecting this movie to be as enjoyable as it was, but they kind of nailed, they, again, they leaned into the more ridiculous parts. They didn't try and like make it cool. They didn't try and make it like more than what it was. It's about a blue hedgehog that runs fast. Guess what the movie's about? It's about a blue hedgehog that runs fast. You know, it's like they really, I think they did a great job. Like one of the, probably the most successful video game adaptation in a long time. I'm not sure exactly where it lands on like the total gross for a video game franchise, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, second, the second trailer drop showed us all the characters that they're adding with knuckles and tails. And I'm really just gets me more hype to go. It looks like they, again, they're just going to keep doing what worked with the first one. And I'm just excited to have a good time in the movies when I see this. Heck yeah. Sonic 2. Cool. All right. Number six for me. Daniel mentioned this movie already. Again, trailer just kind of came out of left field, but still was very fun to watch. The unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. You showed me that you sent that trailer. I watched it. I'm like, I don't even know what this movie is. I watched it like, oh my gosh, I need to see this. I yep. need to see this. this we'll, looks, we'll definitely go. We'll probably go you, me, and Shiloh. This looks amazing. I, <laughs> so yeah, I again, I, I kind of forget some of the point plot points in it, but it doesn't matter. Like, I was... <laughs> it looks like one of the most self aware movies I've ever seen. Yes, self aware. That's a good way to put it. Self aware movies. So yeah, that, that is my number six right there is uh the unbearable weight of massive talent i yeah it just, it just looks like so much fun and i hope it is i hope it is just a blast doesn't i hope us, so i hope it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's just a good time all right so that's number six it is all right. the top no. five most anticipated so number five it's been slated this one's one of the ones that like it's been slated for a while it is coming out this year pretty sure it comes out in march but just because it's something that John and I both love, but it's the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> it is coming out. And they even, some of the actors posted a few months ago that they were recording their voice, their voice, uh, the voiceover lines for the movie. So it's real. It's not fake. It's coming out. And I told Shiloh I'd take the day off because she loves Bob's Burgers so much. It's one of her favorite things in the entire world. I'll take the day off and we'll just go see like the first showing, just get as clean of a theater as we can and just watch it. Nice, nice. I'm extremely excited to see what they're going to do. Wait, like it you... is probably just going to be an extended episode pretty much, but I'm just curious what it's going to look like. And no matter what, I'm sure we're going to have a great time. Nice. I have no nostalgia whatsoever for Bob's Burger. So yeah, this one did not make the list. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> I did see it while I was going through the list of stuff coming out this year. I'm like, ah, oh, I bet you Daniel might have that one on his list. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So number five for me, we got a little teaser at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. First comic book movie that Sam Raimi has directed in like 15 years. And I, I got to say, after seeing... um infinity war and endgame i was like i need some more dr strange in my life you know he actually has a pretty badass character so yeah 
next year or excuse me later this year we are getting dr strange in the multiverse of madness and yeah that trailer at the end of snow way home wow and it's so we're gonna have him we're gonna have wanda i heard the rumor that some of the reshoots they just did in december this last month here were to get more characters involved like that could be good or bad depends but we'll see but yeah, I cannot be more excited for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I'm I kind of just when I thought I was kind of getting tired of superhero films, kind of getting that fatigue, we get Spider Man, and yeah. now we got this coming. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Again, like last year, of the four Marvel movies that came out, Spider Man was by far the the best one. Two of them were meh, letdowns. Okay, Shang Chi was pretty good. I like that one too. Not, I enough do to make, not enough to make the top 10, but I still enjoyed it overall. Yeah. But I still was kind of like, yeah, I'm just kind of worn out in superheroes, but I'm kind of back now after Spider Man, a little bit at least. But yeah, I cannot bit. wait to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Looks great. This looks like a lot of fun. That is my number five. Okay. Well, my number four uh, is Scream Five. <laughs> uh, and I was surprised. I, I, I definitely was going to put it on this because it comes out a couple weeks from Same. now. It comes yeah, out on the 14th. 14th. Yep. Yeah. Oh, next week. Next week. <laughs> but, you know, and I wouldn't be as hyped, but it wasn't last year, but it was the year before. Shyla and I just sat down during October and watched all of the Scream movies uh, pretty much almost back to back. Like we watched them pretty consistently in like a week or two, but we watched one through four and they're just like crazy self-aware and even the third and fourth one just gets super meta to like an insane degree but it really worked for both of us so i'm really excited to see how scream 5 is gonna come back with it and i mean they have all like pretty much all of the like new like the old cast mixed with some new cast for the movie i'm just really excited to see how it goes scream Five is my number four. I have never seen any Scream, so Scream Five did not make the list. <laughs> what? I was like, how much longer? And I'm like, we're close. We're, we're close. almost there. It's okay. We're close. We're almost talking about thirty movies here a piece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, All right. right, number four for me. A sequel to a movie that came out a couple years ago that was amazing. Both of us love this movie. I can't wait for it. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. I am looking forward to this film so much. That little teaser they put out there was just great. I loved it so much. Cannot wait to see what happens next. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. Okay. Uh, My number three, one you just mentioned. Uh, But again, at the end of No Way Home, we get, instead of a scene we got a whole fucking trailer for the multiverse of madness and i love how we see dr strange going up to wanda where she is where we leave her at the end of wandavision and i'm just so hyped to see the multiverse of madness like of all like the new slated movies this was probably my most anticipated of the new marvel movies yes cannot wait again yeah love dr strange excited that he's finally getting a second movie and Same. I think it's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So moving into the top three anticipated for this year. So my number three, 
director we haven't seen in a couple of years now. He's got a new movie coming out starring Margot Robbie, Tobey Maguire, speaking of Spider-Man, and Brad Pitt. The movie's called Babylon. It's a period, like a Hollywood period piece directed by Damien Chazelle, same director of La La Land and Whiplash, which Daniel and I both love those movies. Been, he's one of those directors I've just started following. I'll see anything he puts out there. This will be his next one. Yeah, cannot wait to see Babylon. It's, I think, overall slated for like January of 2023, but getting limited release in December, so technically still counts as this year. All right, all right. So that's my number three, Babylon. Yeah, because again, huge La La fan, huge Whiplash fan, and anything this guy puts out, I'll go see. All right. Well, okay. My number two, and again, a lot of crossover because you literally just mentioned it, but my number two is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Nice. I just rewatched, like, in the, when the trailer dropped, super hyped. Cannot wait. I rewatched the... Uh, the first Spider-Verse over Christmas. And I've gone back and watched that movie over and over and over again. I watched it at least twice in theaters and I've probably seen it 15, 20 times since theaters. Like I, I, it's one of those movies I just keep going back to. I'm like, like, it's good. It's fun. It's like, it's heartfelt. Like it just is an elevated movie. And I am so excited to see where they can push it for this next one. And I love how it's part one too. Like I'm just super excited where these movies can go. Cause they can literally go anywhere. Yeah. That cheese and trailer was pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. But not enough to be your number one. Interesting. No, not enough to be number one. So close. All right. Well, number two for me, Daniel mentioned this movie already. Now this wouldn't necessarily be number two. Here's what makes this movie. Um, my So number two for me is the flash. And I wouldn't normally have a Flash movie as number two for an interstate of a year, any year, like never. Part of it is, again, Top Gun and Mission Fossil 7 have been on previous lists, so I kind of moved them to the back. Otherwise, they'd probably be up closer. The Flash would definitely be in the back. However, I'm looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton as Batman again so much that this movie is number two on my list. Like, I cannot wait to see Michael Keaton put on the cape and cowl again. I don't care if it's for five minutes. It's going to be amazing. So... My number two is the Flash movie coming out at the end of the year. I am so I hyped for it as far as just seeing Michael Keaton's Batman again. Again, like if take Michael Keaton out, no Flash movies on my top 10 to stay a list. But yeah, I get Michael- it, Jordan. I get it. I just like, I can't, I couldn't bear putting it higher just because I'm like, if he's in it for five minutes, I'm just watching a Flash movie for the rest of it. I know, but that's how, that's how much I'm looking forward to Michael Keaton. Again, probably would have put top gun and mission possible seven further up there and move flash further back but since they've been on previous lists i'm like all right i'm not gonna do that so my number two is the flash movie coming out at the end of the year because goddamn, can i not wait to see michael keaton's batman again well damn jordan it sounds like we have another crossover for we had the number one worst movies we share the number one. It sounds like we're sharing a number one for the most anticipated movies of 2023 or 2022. Because it sounds like your number one and my number one is going to be the Batman. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh no. Mine was uh, something else. Wakanda Forever. Is that coming out? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're right, Daniel, you're right. My number one is your number one, The Batman. They put out some pretty badass trailers for this movie, and it just looks 
sick. That's all I'm going to say. It just looks sick. Well, I remember the last couple years, like uh, two years ago, they had a DC fan uh, event during like essentially like the first like bout of our quarantine status. And I just remember watching it because they had a they had a like the panel list, you know, so I tuned in and out. But I just remember like, oh, yeah, the Batman panel I want to see because everything about this movie has me intrigued, like the casting of Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. See, I'm still a little skeptical as him as Batman, but I'm like that with every Batman. Well, that's the thing. I just love the idea of like all these castings just came out of left field for me that I'm just super excited about like how crazy, like this movie, I don't know, this movie could be like one of the best Batman movies ever just because of like how like, I don't know, just like how out of left field it is. I know it feels like a shakeup and that's what gets me more excited than anything else. And then the trailer came out and I'm like- Directed by Matt Reeves too, who does action pretty good. Exactly. Like I like the first trailer came out. I'm like, wow, that looks fucking awesome. And then the second trailer came out for the DC fanverse, like the second one that they did this past year. And wow, like still completely sold, even more hyped. And I'm like, okay, I didn't watch the third trailer that they put out with like the cat and the bat. Don't need to. It comes out in March. We're so close. We're two months away. Like, yeah. It comes out beginning of March, so we are two months away. I know. It was supposed to come out October of last year, but they pushed back just a little bit. But I'm like, okay. That's all right. It, in March. Cannot wait. I mean, I think it's going to make Spider-Man numbers. Maybe not quite as big, but still pretty close to making some Spider-Man numbers. I don't know if that's wishful thinking or not, because I thought Suicide Squad was going to do amazing. I, I hope Batman, Batman can bring though. in the numbers. This is Batman, though. Spider-Man's the most popular superhero of all time, but this is still Batman yeah but yeah cannot wait looks amazing all the trailers look great yeah i'm i'm hyped i i can't wait i'm trying to like not be like well i don't want to like be so hyped up that i get let down but i can't help it i know it's one of those movies like again yeah you're cautiously optimistic but then some movies i'm just like i can't hold it i'm hyped i am fucking hyped i have watched i don't usually watch a lot of panels during comic-con or you know like other fan events but i watched all fucking day because last the year before they released a schedule so i knew when to tune in tune out this year i think they just wanted to make you watch the entire thing as much as they could get out of you because they didn't release a schedule so i watched in like almost an entire like five hour event just to see the panel for this movie nice (sighs) yeah but then i just remember making breakfast while my computer was on then there was like oh, here's the trailer for The Flash. And I'm like, I hear Michael Keaton. I'm like, holy fuck. And I rushed over to my computer. <laughs> holy so that- shit. No, that trailer got me going. Oh, God, so good. Yes. I know. I never thought, again, I thought I was getting into superhero fatigue, yet here we are with the, all these superhero movies. Looking forward to seeing. I know. I know. But I, yeah. I'm a sucker. I don't know what to tell Spider-Man, you. Spider-Man, the Multiverse of Madness, the Batman, and uh, yeah, The Flash. Will hopefully be all good but yeah i mean okay. and we'll, we'll see if we get some uh avatar 2 at the end of the year we will see we will see won't be surprised if they say oh yeah then push back to next summer won't be surprised at all oops but allegedly it's in post-production 
allegedly it's been in production for a long time so i hope it's in post-production hopefully it's post by now (laughs) all right well that is our that wraps up our top 10 list best and worst of 2021 and most anticipated for 2022 daniel where can they find us they can find us online on instagram and twitter movies underscore bruce let us know what you're most excited about for this next year um most anticipated movies worst movies of last year best movies of last year let us know all right everyone well hey thanks for downloading the show thanks for uh, sharing with friends and yeah we will be back next week with what i don't know yet stay tuned yeah i don't know either stay tuned we'll see Cheers. Cheers.